The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Twilight, a hockey <laughs> podcast about Twilight. <laughs> Deep in the sparkly balls of Twilight. <laughs> Does Twilight have a heart? <laughs> I haven't seen evidence of one. Well, we did get evidence of some hearts this time around. There was we got evidence of some uh, some viscera and some gore at the end. Oh. Okay, so what I was telling you before we started recording is that I watched this before you're we supposed to actually record this thing before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it since. But I did make a Google Doc. Because, I mean, honestly, though, the reason I haven't watched it since is that that was already two watchings of this movie this year. And that oh, no. is too many. So I was like, we're Technically, not. Technically, one is too many. I mean, like, I know. But, like, so when it first caught on Netflix, I was like, okay, we're going to do a marathon and then, then we'll be good for the rest of our lives. Um, but then, because, I, you know, I had, I, I watched them when they were coming out, and I had some residual, like, oh, the friends that I watched this with, and blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I, I watched all of them, and then we were like, let's talk about these movies on the podcast. And I was like, I, I have to rewatch them. I'd like... I have now seen Breaking Dawn Part 1 twice, you know, like, I need to watch it at least one more time to be able to talk about it. Uh, So I have a whole uh, Google Doc of uh, (laughs) notes to talk about, but I did not save it. I mean, I saved it. I did not title it, so then I had to just go through all of my untitled documents to find it. Mine is Twilight (coughs) 4, Because I Hate Myself. Oh. That is my title. Um, let's, let's tell people how much we love them and the fact that we're (laughs) recording at ask the clock in the morning. So for some context, we were originally supposed to watch this and record prior to Thanksgiving. However, I caught the stomach bug that's been going around, hadn't basically eaten for three days and was nauseous the whole time. And Marin was like, so Carolyn... Uh, (laughs) this movie's gross. (laughs) This movie is nasty. There, like, for for a movie made for young adults, there is so much body horror in this film. And, like, the idea that this is made for young adults, it features a pregnancy, and there is that much, you know, like, body horror. It's really, really off-putting for anybody, uh, but especially those of us who have never gone through childbirth. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. I mean, I know this is not what it's really like. I'm old enough that I know that. But I would think that a 12-year-old watching this is like, God, is that how this happens? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, due to my delicate state, um, which does sound like I was pregnant, but I wasn't. I just yeah. had a butt stomach bug. We put off watching this until I felt better, which happened to have been unfortunately now. So, <laughs> so- I have now watched the movie. <laughs> Here's some good news. Because we're doing this so early, there's no way my air conditioner is going to kick on and be like a, a sub track. Hey! Uh, you will that. probably get coffee slurping sounds, though. Yeah, there's a lot of coffee happening. It's 7.30 my time, 8.30 central. I've been up since 5 due to some unfortunate circumstances, so I'm already a little wigged out. Yeah, we're just going to we're gonna fucking talk about Twilight real good now. Okay, hold on. The Google Doc that I opened was actually for New Moon. But it's okay, because I remembered as I was reading this that uh, I actually did the uh, Breaking Dawn notes in my uh, notes app. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know 
why I did that. But yeah, they're over here in the notes app instead. So if I have, I have, I have them. It's fine. Okay. And yeah, I do want to, I do want to emphasize for anyone who has not seen this movie that there is a lot of body horror and we will, I'm sure, be discussing that body horror. Um, yeah, probably not probably. in gruesome detail, but no. we will certainly be talking about it. Yes. So if that's a trigger for you, make sure to take care of yourself. Don't listen if you, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll add trigger warning when we start talking about it. But like, there's, it's going to come up several times probably. Yeah, so. it's it's related to, like, the body horror is going to be related to being, like, skeletally thin and, uh, you know, basically eaten alive inside by a fetus. So trigger warning for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. God, this movie is wild. Other okay. context is I literally, okay, because I hated the first three movies so much, and they just compound in hate every time I have to think about them, uh-huh. I was doing my Christmas cards, or I started doing my Christmas cards for this movie uh, while I watched this movie. So, I mean, I was taking notes and doing Was Christmas one of cards. mine one that you did? Did you it, tell me that you hated me <laughs> for making you watch these? Yes, your Christmas card was one that I did. No, I did not tell you that I hated you. Okay, good. <laughs> that would make me a little sad. I mean, I understand. I hate. I'm like, I love to hate these movies. Like, I have a, I have, I have a great love for how much I hate these movies. So I find them entertaining, and for that reason. But like, I know that that's probably not the way that you engage with media. <laughs> so. You know, I, there are certain things I can do that with this. And we, again, we've talked about this several times. Because I don't find it camp enough, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. there are plenty of horror movies, B-horror movies, that go that far and are bad and, like, are not, you know, are make-funnable and, like, all of that. Like, Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, great mm-hmm. movies for that kind of thing. And But they were made with comedy in mind also. The only... Uh, the only comedic horror movie I've ever really watched is Shaun of the Dead. Which is a fantastic movie. I mean, I adore that movie. But I also, as you, as everybody knows, I'm not one for horror. So, like, I don't yeah, really watch either. a lot of it. Um, um, but, man, the Shaun of the Dead is so freaking funny. I found out over Thanksgiving that my aunt, who is basically my age, because she's my dad's half-sister, uh, had only watched Shaun of the Dead for the first time last year and had never seen Hot Fuzz. So, I oh. Like, Lauren. Did no. you also watch uh, The World's End with her? No, we didn't end up watching it. But, oh, um, you should tell her to watch The World's End, too, because it's a yeah, whole trilogy. Yeah. Well, so her husband has seen all of them, so I was like, Roland! Oh, what are you doing, this. dude? Come on! Right? <laughs> like, exactly. You know. Uh, man. I really I like how we're so avoiding much. talking about Twilight. We really are. But th- those movies are so freaking good, though. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll bookend... <laughs> our Twilight discussion with discussions of good movies. Of movies that are way better than the movie that we watched that we were here to discuss. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll start with something I liked. Okay, go. Alice's hair. Yeah, it was good. It's so great. Yes. I have been watching um, Downton Abbey, and watching is a strong word for that, but it has been playing in the background, and because it's a beautiful show, and the uh-huh. voices are all very soothing. And when Lady Mary cuts her hair in the 1920s flapper bob, ugh, so yeah. good. And this really reminded me of that. Have you ever watched the video of, uh, I think it's the dad and the oldest daughter and, like, one of the dudes on um, late night television doing their lines in American accents? 
No. Oh, it's delightful. Okay, it's, I will have It's to really deeply funny. Okay, I'll have to look for that. I can't say I like Downton Abbey. This is not a recommendation, but it no, is very pretty no. and it's, it's good to have on in the background. It's a, like, honestly, I did like the first couple of seasons, but then I kind of fell off. And then like the shit I've been hearing about later seasons, I'm like, that is a little too much for me. <laughs> like My actual thoughts on Downton Abbey is that pretty much everyone except for four of the servants is extremely unlikable. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree. So anyway, back to this terrible movie. Back to this so, terrible movie. Alice's hair for you. Uh, Jessica continues to be perfect. <laughs> that is correct. I have the, her name down here as Jessica. Oh shit, Laurent's girlfriend. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. What I wrote down is Jessica continues to be perfect. The thing about um, <laughs> about looking to see if she's showing or not was hysterical. So good. So I good. laughed so much. She's so like. I, I know that by the time this movie was made, I feel like she probably had already won her Oscar. But like the fact that she keeps coming back and like absolutely breathing a life, like fresh air into these movies is great. I'm so thankful for her. Yes. It's so funny. I'm going to, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go right into a complaint. No, that's fine. That's how we do it. Popcorn it. We are on the fourth fucking movie of these, this series. Yes. And the CGI is the same level as where we started in, yes. what, 2007? Yes. Remember the baby at the end? <laughs> I, <sighs> that is going to be a theme throughout the entire fifth movie. So, like, just Well, yeah, they it. were probably filmed and edited at the same time. But uh, like, probably, yeah. I, <sighs> yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. And it's almost, like, every time they did anything with special effects, like, back on the honeymoon where they're in the water, it's so clearly a green screen. Yep. So clear. Like, you can see the seam yep. of the screen. Yep. This yeah, movie, these, this franchise has made billions of dollars. I know. I know. Uh, they they were not spending their money on green screen or any, any CGI. Any VFX at all. At least they have inured me to the CGI wolves. Like, I can't complain about those anymore because they're just what they are. What's funny is that the CGI in this movie is worse than the... Like, the CGI wolves in this movie are worse than the CGI wargs in The Lord of the Rings. And that happened 10 years before. (laughs) What year did Breaking Dawn come out? Hang on, let me Google. It was after I'd already moved back to Texas. 2011. It was literally 10 years later. My God. Yeah. Yeah. And CGI has been good for years. Like, for at I least know 10, 20. I, yeah, at least 20 years. Like, yeah, it's, it, it was, it's, it's not, it's not good. Not good. I will say also, speaking of CGI, so when she woke up and her, like, was dreaming about her wedding, I thought that was really pretty and almost prettier than the real wedding. Yeah. Uh, you know, that one of one of the things that I wrote down, and this isn't a formal complaint or anything, but one of the things I wrote down is that, like, the part in the very beginning when you first see Bella and she's trying to walk in those shoes, first of all, like, we fucking get it. You're not like other girls, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You can't walk in heels. But they also seemed completely impractical for the, the wedding. Like, Absolutely. it's outside. You're walking through, like, dirt. And you're wearing spike heels. The first time? Like, Alice, you know better than this. You should know better than this. What are you doing? such 
And this is more obvious later in the movie. Even with that very first scene, you get such a sense of forced gender roles in this movie. Yeah. Like, Alice, like, well, you're going to be married to me, or married into my family, so you have to learn how to go shopping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get that Alice is a fashionista and an event planner and all of that, but, like, she's also the, has a lot of empathy and is the person who's, like, tried to change Bella the least. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, she's like, well, now you need to be a girly girl. So annoying. I also thought, speaking of, like, people acting out of character, um, when Bella's parents come into the room with her and Charlie makes that dig at, at Renee, like, now, you know, you have to have something old besides your mother. Seemed really uncharacteristic of Charlie to me. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't. No, that doesn't, that doesn't really try. But like, <laughs> All of if we're going off of Charlie, if we're going off of Charlie uh, doing the whole, you know, good job, like high five for uh, Jacob basically kissing her without her consent, uh, then, you know, it fits. But otherwise, I'm like, no, that's not Charlie. That's a weird dig. That's a weird dig. And it's not in the book. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, like first movie Charlie, we were all about. But then like second movie Charlie, I was all about. The beginning of third movie Charlie, I was all about. And then everything after that has been crap. <laughs> like yeah. Charlie, what are you doing? So they, they took a but deep all, dive. But all you're right though. All of the speeches are terrible, and especially Emmett's. <laughs> all of the speeches are terrible. Jessica's speech was hilarious, but terrible. Like I yeah. mean, can you imagine somebody doing that at your wedding, and like not immediately cutting Listen, them off for the rest of your life? Should I ever get married? Should I ever get married, there will be zero open mics for people to just get up and talk. <laughs> zero open mics. Absolutely. Renee was a little adorable with the, her, like, singing the lullaby thing, but that was still weird. I thought so, the only like, one that was actually good was Esme's. Yes, precisely. Zero open mics at my wedding. The best people will be able to get up and give a speech that, like, hopefully will be funny, but not I call speech and duties. weird. Yeah, that's fine. You can absolutely okay. have them. I think that you would do amazing at it. So, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, And obviously, should I ever get married, you will have witnessed the entire <laughs> progression of the uh, relationship until we get to that point. So, you know, yeah, do, do it. Go for it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I don't, I don't understand why they did that. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like, like, I don't like anything about that. Uh, In fact, most of the time when I watch the movie, like not most of the time, the two times since the theater that I've watched the movie, I've actually skipped over those parts because I hate them so much. (laughs) I'm not not watching this. Except this last time I watched some of it because I needed to be able to talk about it. (laughs) I will say I don't really, and maybe it comes up in part two, but I don't really get why they introduced Laurent's girlfriend. I mean, I assume it's going to come up. I assume it was some sort of foreshadowing, but it made zero sense in context. It's not really, it's not really foreshadowing necessarily. They introduced the family for a reason. That is, that is going to come up in the second movie. The reason for that. I don't know why they made, they, they, the conflict of her being Laurent's girlfriend is from the book. I don't understand why they made such a big deal of it in the movie when it doesn't really matter for the movie. Mm-hmm. She she still, you know, she still works with them. They still are, are fine. The, that family definitely did need to be introduced. Okay. No, and I, like, I, again, I figured it was foreshadowing. Yeah. But, like, she specifically stood out. 
Yeah. As opposed to, like, the family. Well, if you're going to cast Maggie, whatever her last name is, Maggie Grace, I think. Oh, I don't know who that is. She was in Lost. Oh, I didn't watch that. That would be why. I, I watched the first two seasons of that. But, yeah, she died in the first two seasons, so it's not like she had lasted long. But <laughs> spoilers for a 20-year-old TV show. <laughs> But, uh, or 15 years old anyway. Of those three sisters, I think she's probably the most famous, which isn't really saying much. Mm. At the time. I don't actually know if any of the others have been in anything recently. So, the wedding was kind of a disaster. And it was. I, I fucking hated her dress. Let me throw that out there. I liked the back of it. I feel like it had a lot of cool drama in the back with the way that it plunged. But I didn't love the drape of it on the front. No, the front was terrible. And again, if this is Alice, like, doing all of this, then I'm, like, I need to walk back my high opinion of Alice's fashion. Yeah. I get that they were going for something not generic. Mm-hmm. But it ended up not generic in a bad way. Yeah. Like I said, I like the back of it. The front of it is a mess. It didn't drape well. No. On on Kristen. Well, because what it is, is it's almost got like a sailor collar. Yeah. And the points come down literally right over her nipples. Yep. And then they're seeming, probably that they added to like, as a detail to hide the tailoring for tiny ass Kristen Stewart. Yep. But the seeming is extremely prominent. So she's just got these lines coming yep. down from her nipples. Yep. That, that are just good. constantly drawing your attention to her nipples. Like, I cannot emphasize this a month. Like, yeah. like I am I supposed to be looking here? Yeah. I will say, though, that I liked the overall vibe of the wedding itself. Yes. Not I thought the drapey, the like, white wisteria type yeah. thing was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Like, I would I would love to allow Alice to plan my, my you know, fairy wedding in the woods. Without actually purchasing my clothing or shoes. Mm-hmm. No, there's no. I, I will be in charge walk. of those. Because if I'm getting married in a fairy wedding in the woods, uh, I will absolutely be dressed as a fairy. Wings and everything. I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go that camp, like, go full fucking camp. This is what we have been saying the whole time. I know. I'm actually, I just thought about this. I'm showing up in the white dress from Ever After with those wings. That's yes! Yes! <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm doing. Planned and sorted. Now I just need to find a person to marry. <laughs> and get Alice to plan this. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 You need to find, not only do you need to find a person to marry, you have to find a person to marry who is 100% cool with the ever after fairy wedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Which I mean, to be fair, is like kind of a requirement to date somebody. So. Yeah. No. If, if at this point in time, if this, if if anything remotely go like seems like it's gonna go in that direction, we will be having an entire conversation about like a the rest of our lives and b our wedding because <laughs> we, we all need to be on the same page as to what we want and it has to be. I am forty. If I get married now, it is going to be a fucking week long event. Love it. So like there will be things happening and they need to be on board with that. Okay. I'm assuming that I would also be marrying somebody who was, you know, around my age, but they might have been married before. You never know. And this might be their second wedding. It's my first, so we would be going over the top. Whole hog. I, you know, I can't imagine you throwing an important event anymore without it being a little bit over the top. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like we are to the point where we have embraced the over-the-topness of our personalities. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> full, full camp, full over the top all the way. I will say... Clear eyes, full hearts, let's do this. <laughs> Clear eyes, full camp, let's do this. <laughs> Clear eyes, full camp, let's do this. Absolutely. I will say I did not get served well by the Christmas card thing because I actually don't know what Jacob and Bella were arguing about. Because <laughs> they at were... one point... Oh, yeah. Oh, like, okay, at one sorry. point they were talking, and then I looked down to Google something, and then all of a sudden he was yelling, and I was like, well, you're not a fluffy cat. Yeah, precisely. So what they were yelling about was Jacob just assumed that Bella would be turned the night of the wedding, and that, you know, she would be dead to him after that. But what... <laughs> What Bella told him is that they were going to have an actual honeymoon while she was still human because she like she wanted to have a honeymoon because. okay, so I don't know. I can't remember how much they make about this in the movie, but in the books, like it's really emphasized that like basically the first couple of years of your life as a as a vampire, you are like consumed by bloodlust. It's this whole thing where like she's going to have to learn to be around people again. She's not going to want anything but blood, blah, 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 all this whole thing. She decided with with uh, Edward that she wanted a real honeymoon before that happened because she didn't want to wait for like years after she got turned to have sex for the first time, I guess. So, yeah, that's that's what they were arguing is about about was that Jacob found out that Bella was planning to have sex with Edward while he was still a vampire and she was still a human. Oh my fucking god, Jacob. Yeah. They're married. They're married. They're married. Like honestly though, that whole thing was really weird for me that like Edward is like happy uh wedding day. Here's your best friend who's in love with you to share a secret dance in the woods. Like wait, what? I know. It's so, like, the the way that Stephanie Meyer continues to string Jacob along, I understand why Jacob is an awful person sometimes, because, like, <laughs> she does him so dirty all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see, there was a Stephanie Meyer sighting in the wedding, by the way. She was in the movie. Oh, I would not have recognized her. No, I'm sure. But there's there's this one scene when Bella's walking into the wedding where there's, like, this woman wearing a, I think she's wearing a, like, oh, like a cranberry colored dress with big flowers on it. And like, she's oddly prominently displayed oh, as no. a rando in the crowd. That's, <laughs> that's Stephanie Meyer. Good to know. Easter egg. Easter egg. It's Stephanie Meyer, our favorite Mormon. Uh, okay. Question, since we're planning your wedding. Yes. How would you feel about a surprise honeymoon? Like you didn't know the destination. I would hate it. I would hate it too. And the, okay, I feel like it depends on how well I know my, you know, partner knows me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what I would want to do is either go into like this secluded cabin in the woods where all we're going to do is sit around and play board games. (laughs) Because remember, I'm ace. Um, (laughs) And like... Swim in like mountain lakes and like, you know, drink coffee on the porch at, at dawn and all that kind of shit that like all that romantic like mountainy kind of shit that people do or go to New Zealand and, you know, do the Hobbit adventures. Oh, fun. So those would be the two things that I would want to do because I'm not going on a honeymoon to have a lot of sex. And so the, if, if, if they know me enough, they would choose one of those. But like, I don't trust that they would actually choose it. So, like, if they try to take me to any kind of beach, it's off. We're getting divorced. <laughs> like, 
absolutely not. I am not going to any beach. That's Turn not around. my. That, no. That's not. Yeah. Unless it's a lake beach. Unless it's a lake beach, but not any kind of actual beach. Yeah. Lake house. Okay. Beach house. Not okay. Not okay. And like when I say mountain, I mean, I need a majestic mountain (laughs) and it does not need to be in the United States. It can be the Alps. It can be any kind of mountain, but it needs to be a majestic mountain. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. This is, this is your duty as my future speech giver at my wedding. (laughs) Me and Alice, we got your back. Yeah. Yeah, you do. (laughs) All right. One thing I do did like about this movie, the soundtrack again, baller, good soundtrack. I like the first soundtrack the best. Like I do, but I was watching this movie as Bella was walking down the aisle and I was realizing that this is probably the first place I ever heard sleeping at last, which kind of makes me a little sad because I fucking love sleeping at last. And it would make me really sad Twilight was responsible for bringing them into my life. Sleeping at Last is the song that was playing. Oh, it's the group that sings the song that was playing as Bella walked down the aisle. Okay. 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 I just, I just remember like literally, I think it was as they were packing to go back to Port uh, Washington, like really liking that song and being like, you know what? Twilight always does a good soundtrack. Yeah. This movie might be fucking wild. But they do in a good soundtrack. They do do a good soundtrack. I agree. I like they 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 really know how to pick their music. Although I will say that, excuse me. I think Muse at least has come out and been like, we don't. This is weird that she's so obsessed with us. (laughs) Which I find funny. Okay, so I did. I do. So I I have the book in front of me because, as you know, I uh, have read this again. So this part in the in the wedding when uh, she's dancing with Jacob and they start having their fight, they're dancing in alone in the woods. And uh, Jacob says, "Song's over. Do you think I get another one, or is that asking too much?" Bella tightens her hand around his. You can have as many dances as you want. What the fuck, Bella? You just married another man, and you are sitting here telling him he can have as many dances as he wants. Okay, I can't. I don't know if he's talking to Edward or to Bella. I think it's Edward. Um, oh, yeah, he's talking to Edward. I'll kill you, Jacob said, his voice so choked with rage that it was low as a whisper. His eyes focused on Edward, burned with fury. I'll kill you myself. I'll do it now, he shuddered convulsively. And my note on this part was, all this over sex. <laughs> yep. And then, as Which, they're driving to away. to be fair, like, I real like. He has a reasonable point. murdered over sex all the he time. Has, he has a very reasonable point. He's just a creepy weirdo about it. Yes. So... Then they're driving away. As we turned onto the black highway and Edward really hit the accelerator, I heard a noise over the purr of the engine coming from the forest behind us. If I could hear it, then he certainly could. But he said nothing as the sound slowly faded in the distance. I said nothing either. The piercing, heartbroken howling grew fainter and then disappeared entirely. Yeah. I, uh, I have the note of angsty wolf yell. Yeah. I, uh, I wrote down LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I have this part where they're going out to Isle Esme, which like, let's talk about the fact that it's called Isle Esme, where uh, Bella says, uh, she's asking how much farther they're going to be going. And he's like in about another half hour. And she goes, oh, well, I thought to myself, he was a vampire after all. Maybe we were going to Atlantis. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny, though. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm not ready to move on from the from the from the honeymoon though. No, we have to talk about the honeymoon, unfortunately. Movies that didn't age well, but did you ever see Clerks? No, I didn't. And not all of it anyway. I've watched like part, la- like large parts of it, but not the whole thing. Okay. There's an entire discussion in I'm 90% sure it's Clerks, but it was definitely one of the Kevin Smith movies about whether or not Lois Lane could get pregnant by Superman or if his super seed would blow out her womb. You entirely like the only thing flashing through my head. Well, I mean, it's a good question, right? Like, so there's this whole discussion in the book where they're talking about the fact that Edward impregnated her at all. Because, like, there's this whole thing about how, like, well, vampire women can't get pregnant, so why can, like, but it's probably because women change more over their lifetimes than men do. So, like, men, they hit puberty and then they're pretty much the same the whole life, which isn't true. That, But this is what she's talking about in this book. And, like, so therefore, obviously, vampire men can make a baby, but vampire women just can't conceive. And the only reason they didn't know that vampire men can't make a baby is that the only one stupid enough to try to sleep with a woman a human is edward so like basically what they're trying to throw off like put out there is like this is the first time in in the entire history of vampires and humans that a vampire tried to sleep with a living human and didn't kill them and that's the only reason that we didn't know that vampire men can make babies but vampire women just can't conceive them I really honestly wish Twilight had stopped trying to make it scientific and had just been like, magic. I know. Well, I mean, like, honestly, if you're going by the whole, like, I have had so many questions about this, how vampires work my whole life. Because I read, I read Interview with a Vampire when I was 13. And mm-hmm. I was like, how do vampires have sex? Like, I understand how the, you know, I, I, I read, you know, all about how sex works when I was going through puberty because my parents gave me a book instead of having a talk with me. So like, I know I knew I how that, that worked. I just gleaned everything I knew from older friends. Oh, I also did that. But my, like when I started my period, my parents were like, here, here's a book now that you're, you know, older. <laughs> so anyway, I read a book about puberty and how things work. My parents, my parents are very, you know, waspy yes. and white. So they were not going to sit me down and have a conversation about it. Even though my dad is a doctor, you'd think that he would be okay with this, whatever. So anyway, I have had questions literally my entire life on like, so I actually, I actually did want to know the science behind how, or at least her magic explanation for how Edward gets an erection at all. So most of my vampire lore came from Laurel K. Hamilton's books. I've never read those. They're not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, I devoured them as like a isn't 14, she the 15 one, year old. Is she the one that role plays with her husband? Oh, quite possibly. Because there, there is a, there is an author of vampire, of a series of like, you know, supernatural romancy vampire stuff that role plays the sex scenes with her husband. I, her sex scenes were way more kinky than a lot of the other stuff I oh, read. Oh, it's definitely her then. <laughs> Okay. Somebody else called those called, called that series Vampire Fucker. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what it is. That's what it yeah. is. Like, it's a hundred percent vampire fucker. But I do like that her whole explanation was they can't have sex unless they drank recently. 
Oh, see, that's that makes sense to me. And yeah. that is kind of where I ended up like coming down on like how it happens at all is that they have to have, you know, they have to have blood flowing somewhere. So it has to be, you know, because she keeps talking about how he doesn't have a heartbeat, how he doesn't breathe. I'm like, OK, well, is yeah. he willing an erection into existence or what? Like, how I, is that I happening? do prefer her vampire. And I don't know. I, I haven't read interviews, so I don't know Anne Rice's lore. But, like, hers it's are very, not human, very but, time. like, biologically, like, they still have a heartbeat. And, you know, like, their bodies do function, even though they're propped up by magic, they do have, they bleed, they, you know, that kind of thing. It's been, I mean, I was in high school the last time I read any of the uh, vampire books, of uh, the Anne Rice vampire books. I don't remember. The only thing I remember about any of those books is, A, they made a vampire child. And B, there was a, a scene in one of the later books where Brad Pitt's character, whose name I have forgotten in the passage of time, is like basically goes to like Siberia or like the the one of the cold deserts. And lays down on the ground in hopes that he dies. But apparently what happened is he got, like, too old and powerful for sunlight to kill him. <laughs> so he's, like, this really, really sad suicidal <laughs> vampire who can't fucking die. Oh, it was so funny. Anyway. I'm a bad person. <laughs> God, I'm a bad person. Uh, I would, I feel like I would probably like being a vampire for maybe like a couple hundred years. And then after that, I would be like, okay, but what's next? I just need to go. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be fucking done. I'd, yeah. I would never, never. Okay. So anyway, Bella gets fucking pregnant. Yep. Yes. I will yes. say the only moment when I laughed in this entire movie was she looks down at her bag and the Tampax product placement is what makes her realize that she's late. Yeah. So in the book, she's pulling out birth control, and I think, and then she's holding up the Tampax, realizing that it, she's five days late and she hasn't needed to use it yet. Which, again, I have questions about, like, having your period around a vampire. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, we're just going to gloss over that. Completely gloss over that. So one thing I do want to bring up, point out in the in the books versus in the movie. Sorry, in the book versus in the movie. In the movie, they have sex the one time, right? And then he doesn't touch her for the rest of the time. And then she discovers she's pregnant. Well, in the book, they have sex multiple times. I felt like they had sex more than once in the movie. They did not. Oh, okay. That, well, they again, I was not paying very close attention they, uh, yeah, they absolutely did not. She tried, and he that's was like, right. I yeah. remember her trying. Yeah, he, I, she tried, and he was he was like, nope, nope, we're not doing it again. Yeah, okay. I think. Well, so this is where my biggest concerns with the movie really kick off is that he hurts her a little bit, and she says it's fine. Like she's clearly fine. Like she's not hurt. Well, that's the thing. I so and, like in the yeah, and he just a hundred percent does not respect her agency. That's that's the thing, because I was I was reading this part in the book, too, and thinking about that part in the movie where it's like people bruise each other literally all the time during sex. Like, that's yeah. just a thing that happens because people bruise easily. We've got a lot of blood. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that's just a thing that happens. So I the fact that like accidentally. Like, yeah. I just bruise. I just yeah. wake up and then there's one. Yeah. Yes. So like. 
the fact that he is not allowing her to have any say at all and like his sole objection seems to be that he bruised her i mean i know it's not his sole objection that like it's probably hard for him to have sex with something he wants to eat but like yes i said that out loud but like it's it's weird that he's not listening to her tell him that she's fine yeah, my actual it's, note yeah. is, fuck off, Edward. Let Bella tell you how she feels and respect her agency. Yeah, so I wrote, so I'm now looking at my notes in the book. I've got my notes in the movie up too, but I'm looking at my notes in the book. Uh, so lightly that he was barely touching me, Edward placed his hands against the bruises on my arm, one at a time, matching his long fingers to the patterns. Oh, I said. And then my note in here is, like, this happens all the time with humans. What? <laughs> yeah, like, this is normal. yeah. Not to be a little bit TMI-ish, but, like, I kind of like it because it remember, like, then I think about having good sex. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I like to remember having good sex. I mean, listen, when I was in college, I got a hickey for the first time. And, like, that's different, I know. But I was still like, fuck yeah, I got a hickey. Right? Like, <laughs> it's kind of fun. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with, I anyway. But it was just, this was, this was the foreshadowing. For all it, the rest of everything that happened. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, I'm so tired. I guess that Stephanie Meyer's like ideal man is one who beats himself up all the fucking time over things that he can't control. And so that's kind of where we are with Edward is that like he's just going to spend the next half of this book at least like whipping himself with thorns. Like I'm like I and it's so tiresome. It like, have, a, have more personality. Why does Bella love this man so much? I don't understand. Yeah, he's... I, I would... Know. I could never. I could, I could never either. Fucking never. So, the the way that she gets him to sleep with her again, by the way, is also gross. So, here we go. Well, I was thinking, I know what the whole Dartmouth thing is, was just supposed to be a cover story, but honestly, one semester of college probably wouldn't kill me, I said, echoing his words from long ago when he tried to persuade me to put off becoming a vampire. Charlie would get a thrill out of Dartmouth stories, I bet. Still, oh, sure, it might be embarrassing if I can't keep up with all the brainiacs. Still, 18, 19, it's really not such a big difference. It's not like I'm going to get crow's feet in the next year. He was silent for a long moment. Then, in a low voice, he said, you would wait. You would stay human. I held my tongue, letting the offer sink in. Why are you doing this to me? He said through his teeth, his tone suddenly angry. Isn't it hard enough without all of this? He grabbed a handful of lace that was ruffled on my thigh. For a moment, I thought he was going to rip it from the seam. Then his hand relaxed. It doesn't matter. I won't make any deals with you. What the fuck? Like, she's trying to be like, have sex with me or I'm going to stay human for another year while I go to my first year of college. <sighs> But the worst part is, so then she falls asleep uh, and then she wakes up from a nightmare and then she makes him have sex with her. <laughs> and then he decides that uh, it was better the second time because he wasn't as worried about it because he knew he could do it. So then they have sex more times. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. But I do this not This is like also him. weird. Uh, I really do want a little more time being human. I leaned over to run my hand across his bare chest. I have not had enough. He gave me a dubious look. For this, he asked, catching my hand as it moved down his stomach. Sex was the key all along? He rolled his eyes. Why didn't I think of that? He muttered sarcastically. I could have saved myself a lot of arguments. Uh, what a weirdo. <laughs> my note on that is, y'all are so weird. So fucking weird. So all right, weird. I'm going to just throw this one out there. This was a weird fucking movie to watch on the eve of Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Oh, God, true. 
Like, True. the whole time I was watching it, I was like, this is quite literally the Supreme Court argument about abortion. Yep. Like, as much as I am 100% about Bella having agency over her own body and her own pregnancy, like, A, it was fucking weird as shit. Like, uh-huh. yes, this, okay. Body horror shit incoming. This baby is literally killing her. Quite literally killing her. It is eating her from the inside out. They have to have her drink blood. Because the baby wants blood. Because the baby wanted blood. So that she doesn't die. Yes. And that still doesn't even really stop her from dying. It does not. But. It does not. I hated everything about this, how this was handled. Bella clearly wants to keep the kid, even though it is harmful to her, which Mm -hmm. is her choice. Yep. Edward is clearly beating himself up about it, but is being positioned, is really, isn't wrong that they should probably get rid of the kid Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Because it's, everyone is telling Bella that she's going to die. Mm -hmm. Literally everyone. Her doctors, had she seen a real fucking doctor and not just Carlisle, a vampire doctor, would yeah, have said... Yeah, but it's not like he didn't go to real people medical school. He did he go did. to real people medical school, but he's also a little biased because he's a vampire. He is a little biased because he's a vampire. Also because if she dies, then Edward will die. <laughs> and he loves Edward. Yeah. Like, and he likes Bella too, I'm sure, but like, yeah. Anyway, but then they're getting positioned as these completely unreasonable bad guys because getting rid of the baby is murder. And they don't come out and say that, but they are 100% getting positioned as the bad guys. And they are being bad guys because they're not respecting Bella's choices, but Bella's being unreasonable as well. Like, medically, she should have gotten rid of this fetus. Yeah, all of it was terrible. All of it was terrible. Every single fucking thing about this was terrible. But if she hadn't gotten, if she had gotten rid of it, we wouldn't have the second movie. Oh, no, not that. Not that. Anything but that. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. It's, um, it's one of those, it's, okay, it's kind of in the, in my mind, a lot like the cautionary tale of Buffy, the vampire slayer, when Buffy sleeps with Angel for the first time, and then all of a sudden he loses his soul, and he's a fucking awful person that she has to kill. So, like, it's the, look what happens when you, uh, you know, get what you want. And have sex. <laughs> like, you, your boyfriend will die. You'll get pregnant and then you'll die. You know, like all this. It's, it's, it's a weird, like, it, like I've said so many times, it's a weird thing to market to young adults. It's a weird thing to market to teenagers. Like, watch this overwhelmingly beautiful love story. But, oh, by the way, like, pregnancy is awful and then you might die. Yeah. I mean. Although in America, that's actually kind of true. I was going to say, which isn't really wrong. Yeah. But, like, it's so very obvious that this has extreme religious undertones. Oh, yeah. But yes. I don't oh, think, Especially like, because, like, he was making her get married to him before he had sex with her. Right? Like, <laughs> under the guise of being old-fashioned. Like, you're a fucking vampire, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. It was just, it was just really, really awful. The idea that his morality is stuck in stasis from 1917 is very funny to me. Which is, I mean, actually, I think more believable just because there's no character growth whatsoever throughout this entire series. So so why would there be over the last hundred years? Yeah. Why would there be over the last hundred years? I mean, I guess. 
my Although, God. Although, why they keep going back to high school is another question I have. Like, are, do you guys just get bored? Like, why, why are you I going mean, to probably, high school so many times? Probably oh they God. get bored. But uh, also, like, I will say the makeup team did a fan-fucking-tastic job. Like, Kristen Stewart looked awful. I feel like their entire CGI budget was wasted on making her look like a skeleton. I don't think that was CGI. I think that was practical effects. Uh, there are times when she is literally wasting away and you can see bones. Yeah, I like, mean, I think, I mean, it's clearly they, a combo, They definitely though. erased part of her body to make her look that skinny. Yeah, I mean, there's, but that's, it's a combo, too, though. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, of course it's a combo, but I'm just saying there's no, it's not like there's no CGI on yes, making her look. Okay, yes, okay, yes, yes, you're fair. That's fair point. But yeah, so there you go. The only good CGI in the entirety of the Twilight series was used. Bella look like a skeleton. Yes. Right. So then there's some werewolf shit. Right. Okay. That is actually a good, like, okay. That is one of the things I wrote down as a good thing because I don't know why, but that whole scene where Jacob rebels against Sam and stands up and is like, I am the grandson of Ephraim Black. I actually really like that scene just from a, you know, like, you know, reclaiming your birthright and your power kind of thing. I liked it. I love it. I, I, I got I got chills watching it. I don't know. I thought it was good. I think, for me, the best part is also a werewolf thing, actually. I loved his conversation with Leah. Yeah. I thought, like, Leah and Seth are by far my favorite characters in this whole series. I did write point. down that Leah's story seems like a much more interesting one than anything going on on stream. <laughs> Absolutely. I also wrote down that, Seth, in all caps, that Seth is a perfect little baby. <laughs> Seth, mine is, Seth is such a cutie. <laughs> I fucking love Seth so much. And I love that they got Boo Boo Stewart for Seth because I just think that Boo Boo Stewart is the cutest thing ever. And yeah, he's, Seth is just perfect. And Leah, like, I really, I want it in the hands other than Stephanie Myers, but I want to see more about Leah and her story and like, I know what happened and, like, why she's this bitter, but I want to see more about her, like, coming into her own, claiming her own agency and all this kind of stuff. I want to see more of Leah. Yeah. Like, Leah is compelling. And, like, her Mm -hmm. actress did a fantastic job. Her actress was so good. Yeah. I I feel bad just going her actress. Like, what the fuck was her name? Let's find out real quick. Mm -hmm. And what else she's been in so we can pimp her stuff. Right. Okay, here we go. Julia Jones is beautiful. She's been in Westworld recently. Oh, good job for her. That's a big, yeah. big show. Um, yeah. A lot of movies I've never heard of. Oh, she's in Jonah Hex. She's in Dexter New Blood. She's in Dexter New Blood as the sheriff. Oh, nice. Oh, she's in The Mandalorian. Oh, nice. Uh, she was a guest star. Uh, uh, I don't know in what episode it doesn't say, but I'm going to look at that up. She was a recurring character in season two of Westworld. She was uh, a recurring character in Longmire, which makes sense because that's on an Indian reservation. Back in 2008, she was on ER. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to watch some more stuff that she's in because she is really good and she is so pretty. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. So I liked that and I liked that, like, I was a little like, okay, whatever, Jake, about the standing up to Sam. But, like, obviously, he was in the right. Like, you don't just go killing a baby. Like a baby. Right. Well, the, the funny thing to me about that is that they actually cut out earlier um, scenes in the book 
where Jacob was wanting, like, was wanting to go kill Bella because she'd gotten home. Because, like, he knew that he, she was probably going to come back from her honeymoon as a vampire. Mm-hmm. And so um, he was waiting for Charlie to call him to tell him that, like, their plane went down over the ocean or something like that. And instead what he gets is a phone call from Charlie saying that Bella is sick. So he, like, immediately assumes that she's now a vampire. So he goes to the other werewolves and is like, we have to go kill them. They they turn to human. And Sam is like, no, we can't do that. They haven't actually broken the treaty. Bella became a vampire of her own free will. And we have to honor that decision. They haven't, they haven't done anything maliciously. So um, Sam, in the beginning, talks Jacob down from doing it. Yeah, then, no, that is in the movie. That is oh, is it? I couldn't remember. Yeah, no, because I remember that, because which is why I was like, I definitely was like, okay, this is a heel turn, Jake. <laughs> like, All right, right. I think he's because he's so mad. By the way, by the way, so um, in the book, this entire book is told by in in first person. So the first 138 pages for the wedding and the uh, the honeymoon are all told from Bella's POV. And then the minute that she calls Rosalie to get her on her side with the baby thing, it switches to Jacob's POV for the next 200 pages. No, and I don't want that. It's awful. So the first the first bit of Jacob's part starts on page 143 of this book, by the way. And it just says, preface, life sucks and then you die. Yeah, I should be so lucky. Oh, my God, Jake. <laughs> I wrote down LOL. In very, very large letters because it is so dumb. Also, his chapter titles are the fucking worst. <laughs> chapter eight, waiting for the damn fight to start already. Oh my God. <laughs> chapter 10, why didn't I just walk away? Oh, right, because I'm an idiot. Not wrong, Jacob. <laughs> no, not wrong, Jacob. Not wrong at all. You're such an idiot. 15, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, it's a clock. Party, don't stop. Okay. He's such an idiot. We have like five minutes left of my notes. Okay. So there's that whole fucking baby birthing scene. Did not need that. Did not need that. No. You didn't know. The, I, there are so many. So I want, I, I feel like I probably watched that scene when I saw it in the theaters. I probably like closed my eyes a few times because like body horror is just not my thing. Uh, and I wasn't sure, even in a PG-13 movie, how close they were going to get in on stuff. Um, and it was, it still was more horrifying than I really would have wanted. But, like, there are things that I forget <laughs> in between watches. And one of the things that I forgot is that Edward literally bites the baby out of her. <laughs> like, literally uses his teeth on her stomach to bite the baby out. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. It's real. It's, mm, no. No go. No. No. Absolutely horrifying. That's a big fat no thanks from me, dog. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's nasty. It is nasty. It's nasty. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't know if they showed this in the the movie or not. Can't remember because I really tend to squint my eyes a lot. But in the book, it is very clear that when, (laughs) when Edward puts the baby on Bella's chest, the baby bites her and drinks her blood. Uh, not gonna lie, I don't remember that, but I was very much avoiding looking at it. So yeah, so it. I, spoiler alert! It turns out the baby. They don't. They don't touch on this in the movie at all. The baby doesn't have any venom. Like that's how you make a vampire, right? You you bite them, and then their venom gets in your blood. Blah blah blah, and then you become a vampire. 
Baby doesn't have any venom, so the baby is not what turns Bella. But yeah, the baby bites Bella and drinks her blood. Yeah. As a baby. With what teeth? This is a newborn baby. With what teeth is she biting? I mean, You're these are questions. Do volume leveling on that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's a volumizer warning at around 50 minutes or so. Oh my god! I should have leaned back some instead of forward. My bad. But anyway, with what teeth? <laughs> I leaned back that time. <laughs> it's just it. It just makes no sense. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. And then Bella sort of dies. Watching her body pop back up. <laughs> that was wild. It was also pretty gross. <laughs> and then the pack attacks and there's another vampire werewolf fight that isn't actually that good. And then Jake imprints on the baby. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I knew that was coming. That had been spoiled. Oh, no. That had been spoiled many years ago. Oh, no. Still fucking wild. So what's even more wild, they don't, again, they do not touch on this in the in the movie. And I really feel like I could wait until next time to talk about this. But since you've already been spoiled in the book, they make it very clear that the reason that that <laughs> Bella was so into Jacob and having Jacob around all the time and like needing him to be there during the pregnancy was because of the baby. <gasps> no. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. And somebody said this on Twitter, and now I'm going to do a close reading of this when I get to that part, because I, I stopped reading when the movie stopped. I didn't want to I didn't want to go ahead and be like, let me give you more information. So I stopped reading where the movie stopped. But I uh, somebody somebody intimated that the whole friendship might have been because her egg recognized Jacob. And I'm really hoping that's not the case. I'm going to be doing a close reading of this to see if that's actually something that they talk about. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were wondering if it could get more horrifying, the answer is yes. Um, my prediction for movie five, Rosalie steals the baby. I feel like it would be a much more interesting story if she did. Well, Rosalie should have... St- I mean, leave it to Twilight to choose the boring route. So... <laughs> Listen, you are just not ready for how, whatever you are predicting about movie five, it's not right. Because the answer is so much more crazy pants than than you're thinking. I don't want it. You're gonna get it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about single all the way. Um, Okay. I do want to, before we move on to something good, I want, just so you know, in my notes, there are 11 instances of, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah this is hang Same. on how many only 330 words 11 times do i say oh my god literally one tenth <laughs> of these words yeah. Yeah. are oh my god so we wanted to end on a positive note <laughs> so we're going to talk about single all the way a Netflix's... movie should definitely be watching for the holiday season it is netflix's first gay Christmas romance. And, and it's delightful. It is delightful. It is delightful. And it is, for me, it is everything that Happiest Season should have been. I did not watch Happiest Season. I didn't it watch was, a lot of Christmas stuff last year because I was very depressed. Have you heard the story of Happiest Season? 
Isn't that the one with the lesbians? It is the one with the lesbians where they're together, but lesbian one's family does not know that she's a lesbian. Mm. And so she invites her girlfriend home with her and tells her on the way when they're in the car and outside of the city that she needs to be in the closet because her family doesn't know. Oh, no. So then they get there and they've got the girlfriend down in the basement while lesbian one is up in her childhood room. Her family sets her up on dates with a dude. And at some point, the girlfriend because like meets Aubrey Plaza in a bar and they have way more chemistry than this girl has with her girlfriend. And I was like, man, is this going to end with Aubrey Plaza and, and the girlfriend getting together? Nope, it doesn't. It ends with the girlfriend, like with the girl lesbian one, like being forcibly outed to her parents <laughs> and then like uh. confessing that she's loved her girlfriend this whole time. And then they're, apparently happy together I guess I don't know it was weird it was bad it was bad on so many levels and the family was so terrible and dysfunctional and that is one of the things that I love the most about the uh, single all the way is that the family was not like they had their quirks they had their weird things the mom loved signs too much like but they weren't mean to each other they weren't no they weren't dysfunctional with each other. You know, they had conversations about stuff. And he loved his family so much that he wanted to move back to New Hampshire to be with them. The, this movie, I mean, obviously it was it was pretty camp. It was a little bit over the top. It was a little bit almost um, not to, in, a little bit like rapid fire one liners. Like yeah. no one really talks like that. But everybody went into it with such joy. And yeah, the relationships were all... I mean, it was a little bit of a parody of a waspy life, right? But, like, everybody was extremely loving. Everybody was loving. Like, his sisters loved their mom. His mom loved him. They loved each other. They loved each other. It reminded me of being home with my family for Christmas. Yeah. Like, my dad's side of the family, which are funnier than my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) as you might imagine, knowing me, my family is pretty fucking funny. Yes, I can imagine. I, I, that's giving my mom's side of the family a disservice. My dad and I just have the same sense of humor. So like, I laugh a lot when I'm with him. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, like it was very, ah, it was glorious. And it, It and it's, the premise is that he, his family does a big Christmas thing in New Hampshire every year. And he's going back for Christmas and he's very excited to take his first boyfriend to meet his, not his first boyfriend, but it's the first time longest he'll be able term to... Longest-term boyfriend at three months. Yes, longest-term boyfriend, first time taking a boyfriend to meet the family. And finds out very early in the film that um, boyfriend is married to a woman. <laughs> yep. And I thought this was actually handled really well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not going to judge you on your journey, but don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved that. I loved that. And then so he convinces his best friend and roommate to come out with him. And pretend to be his fake boyfriend. But it all goes ever... wrong literally the minute they get there. Yeah, there, there's really not a lot of fake boyfriend happening. There's zero fake dating. Zero yeah. fake dating. But it's still one of my favorite tropes. Um, did you ever see that vine of the girl walking down the sidewalk going, and they were roommates? <laughs> I am familiar with the meme. Oh, man. I that My entire review of that movie on Letterboxd was just, and they were roommates. <laughs> And it's gotten a lot of likes so far. I'm pretty proud of it. Good job. <laughs> like, 
All I did was quote a meme, but whatever, it's fine. Oh, yeah. but the best thing about this movie is Jennifer Coolidge. The best thing about this movie is all of it. Jennifer Coolidge is definitely a strong point, but she's like, she was great, but like, I wouldn't say for me, not the best necessarily. Oh, okay. I fucking love her. I, I love her love too. Her. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love Jennifer Coolidge. No, I'm, I, but like, I, it was tops. I, I, that actually, that said, I think my favorite, favorite thing is that like, there's a lot of little details in there that are hilarious. Yeah. It's a small New Hampshire town, right? Like they say it's like 36 people, which clearly it's more than 36 people, but they're exaggerating. But his sister and her husband own the only bar. And Uh did you know what, did you recognize what it was called? Or not recognize, but like I did, but I can't remember it exactly. The only bar in town is called Lisa's Crisis Cafe. That, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. I I cackled. I remember it being funny. I can't, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. I cackled. So many times during this movie, it's a yeah. delight, charming a delight. romance. And you know, the thing that I like about it too, is that like, they're really, and I don't want to spoil too much, but there really isn't a lot of conflict. No. Like, and that, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that as a good thing. Like it's a Christmas film. It is a rom-com Christmas film. And like, so often with gay stories, they try to bring in like some homophobia in there or like. Mm-hmm people being an asshole about it. And there really just isn't any of that. None of it. Like the family is all very, very supportive, beautifully supportive. And like, it's, it's just so sweet. And man, Kathy and I, made me cry so hard at the end. Yes. So I was like watching this movie, like watching the end and my like chin hands, just like silent, happy tears going down my face. Ridiculous. I love that movie so much. Yeah, it was really good. It was super good. Strong, strong, strong recommend. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was so good. I loved it. I loved it so much. I probably will watch it again. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it again. I'm definitely watching it again. And that's all we have for you today. As usual, you can find us on social media. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you want to email us with questions, comments, thoughts on Twilight 5, you can reach us at deeparthockey at gmail.com. Please Thanks. email Carolyn about Twilight 5. Um, no, you I don't want to watch it. If you want to crack into some nostalgia, you can go to our uh, blog at deeparthockey.wordpress.com where you can find all of our old shit about the stars uh, who are doing quite well right now, even though um, Bonus really seems to hate uh, Dennis Garyanov. Well, you know what? It's just the stars are like the goalie revenge tour team. Yeah. So that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, I will say one more rec for Christmas movies on Netflix. Let it snow is a young adult uh, Christmas movie that has some great representation and is really sweet. Yay! If you're looking for a wreck. It is based off of a novel by Maureen Johnson, John Green, and Lauren Miracle. Fun! Yeah. If you, I'm, I'm, I'm letting people know because some people hate John Green, so I just want to let everyone know <laughs> John Green is involved. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I thought it was cute. All right. Bye. Hey, bye. (laughs) Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow.